Act Five of The Reign of King Edward the Third, attributed in part to William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One Picardy. The English Camp Before Calais. Enter King Edward, Queen Philip, Derby, Soldiers. No more, Queen Philip, pacify yourself. Copeland, except he can excuse his fault, shall find displeasure written in our looks. And now unto this proud resisting town. Soldiers, assault I will no longer stay to be deluded by their false delays. Put all to sword, and make the spoil your own. Enter six citizens in their shirts, barefoot, with halters about their necks. Mercy, Edward, mercy, gracious Lord. Contemptuous villains, call ye now for truce? Mine ears are stopped against your bootless cries. Sound drums alarm, draw threatening swords. Ah, noble prince, take pity on this town, and hear us, mighty king. We claim the promise that your highness has made. The two days' respite is not yet expired, and we are come with willingness to bear what torturing death or punishment you please, so that the trembling multitude be saved. My promise? Well, I do confess as much. But I do require the chiefest citizens and men of most account that should submit. You, peradventure, are but servile grooms, or some felonious robbers on the sea, whom, apprehended, law would execute, albeit severity lay dead in us. No, no, ye cannot overreach us thus. The sun, dread lord, that in the western fall beholds us now, low broad through misery, did in the orient purple of the morn salute our coming forth when we were known, or may our portion be with damned fiends. If it be so, then let our covenant stand. We take possession of the town in peace. But for yourselves look you for no remorse. But as imperial justice hath decreed, your bodies shall be dragged about these walls, and after feel the stroke of quartering steel. This is your doom. Go, soldiers, see it done. Ah, oh, be more mild unto these yielding men. It is a glorious thing to establish peace, and kings approach the nearest unto God by giving life and safety unto men. As thou intendest to be king of France, so let her people live to call thee king. For what the sword cuts down, or fire hath spoiled, is held in reputation none of ours. Although experience teach us this is true, that peaceful quietness brings most delight, when most of all abuses are controlled, yet insomuch it shall be known that we as well can master our affections as conquer other by the dint of sword. Philip, prevail, we yield to thy request. These men shall live to boast of clemency, and tyranny strike terror to thyself. Long live your highness, happy be your reign. Go, get you hence, return unto the town, 
and if this kindness hath deserved your love, learn then to reverence Edward as your king. Exeunt citizens. Now might we hear of our affairs abroad. We would, till gloomy winter were o'erspent, dispose our men in garrison a while. But who comes here? Enter Copeland and King David. Copeland, my lord, and David, King of Scots. Is this the proud, presumptuous esquire of the north that would not yield his prisoner to my queen? I am, my liege, a northern esquire indeed, but neither proud nor insolent, I trust. What moved thee, then, to be so obstinate to contradict our royal queen's desire? No willful disobedience, mighty lord, but my desert and public law at arms. I took the king myself in single fight, and like a soldier's would be loath to lose the least preeminence that I had won. And Copeland straight upon your highness' charge is come to France, and with a lowly mind doth veil the bonnet of his victory. Receive, dread lord, the custom of my fraught, the wealthy tribute of my labouring hands, which should long since have been surrendered up, had but your gracious self been there in place. But, Copeland, thou didst scorn the king's command, neglecting our commission in his name. His name I reverence, but his person more. His name shall keep me in allegiance still, but to his person I will bend my knee. I pray thee, Philip, let displeasure pass. This man doth please me, and I like his words. For what is he that will attempt great deeds, and lose the glory that ensues the same? All rivers have recourse unto the sea, and Copeland's faith relation to his king. Kneel, therefore, down. Now rise, King Edward's knight, and to maintain thy state, I freely give five hundred marks a year to thee and thine. Into Salisbury. Welcome, Lord Salisbury. What news from Britain? This, mighty king, the country we have won, and John de Mountford, regent of that place, presents your highness with this coronet, protesting true allegiance to your grace. We thank thee for thy service, valiant earl. Challenge our favour, for we owe it thee. But now, my lord, as this is joyful news, so must my voice be tragical again, and I must sing of doleful accidents. What, have our men the overthrow at Poitiers, or is our son beset with too much odds? He was, my lord and as my worthless self with forty other serviceable knights, under safe conduct of the Dauphin seal, did travel that way, finding him distressed, a troop of lances met us on the way, surprised, and brought us prisoners to the king, who, proud of this and eager for revenge, commanded straight to cut off all our heads, and surely we had died, but that the duke, more full of honour than his angry sire, procured our quick deliverance from thence. But, ere we went, Salute your king, quoth he, bid him provide a funeral for his son. To-day our sword shall cut his thread of life, 
and sooner than he thinks will be with him to quittance those displeasures he hath done this said we passed not daring to reply our hearts were dead our looks diffused and wan wandering at last we climbed unto a hill from whence although our grief were much before yet now to see the occasion with our eyes did thrice so much increase our heaviness for there my lord oh there we did descry down in a valley how both armies lay the french had cast their trenches like a ring and every barricado's open front was thick embossed with brazen ordnance. here stood a battalion of ten thousand horse there twice as many pikes in quadrant wise here crossbows and deadly wounding darts and in the midst like to a slender point within the compass of the horizon as twere a rising bubble in the sea a hostile wand amidst a wood of pines or as a bear fast chained unto a stake stood famous edward still expecting when those dogs of france would fasten on his flesh anon the death-procuring knell begins off go the cannons that with trembling noise did shake every mountain where they stood then sound the trumpets clangor in the air the battles join and when we could no more discern the difference twixt the friend and foe so intricate the dark confusion was away we turned our watery eyes with sighs as black powder fuming into smoke and thus i fear unhappy have i told the most untimely tale of edward's fall ah oh, me is this my welcome into france is this the comfort that i looked to have when i should meet with my beloved son sweet ned i would thy mother in the sea had been prevented of this mortal grief content thee philip tis not tears will serve to call him back if he be taken hence comfort thyself as i do gentle queen with hope of sharp unheard-of dire revenge he bids me to provide his funeral and so i will but all the peers in france shall mourners be and weep out bloody tears until their empty veins be dry and sere the pillars of his hearse shall be his bones the mould that covers him their city ashes his knell the groaning cries of dying men and in the stead of tapers on his tomb an hundred fifty towers shall burning blaze while we bewail our valiant son's decease after a flourish sounded within enter an herald rejoice my lord ascend the imperial throne the mighty and redoubted prince of wales great servitor to bloody mars in arms the frenchman's terror and his country's fame triumphant rideth like a roman peer and lowly to stirrup comes afoot king john of france together with his son in captive bonds whose diadem he brings to crown thee with and to proclaim thee king away with morning philip wipe thine eyes sound trumpets 
Welcome in Plantagenet. Enter Prince Edward, King John, Philip, Audley, Artois. As things long lost, when they are found again, so doth my son rejoice his father's heart, for whom even now my soul was much perplexed. Be this a token to express my joy. Kisses him. For inward passion will not let me speak. My gracious father, here receive the gift. Presenting him with King John's crown. This wreath of conquest and reward of war, got with as mickle peril of our lives as e'er was thing of price before this day. Install your highness in your proper right, and herewithal I render to your hands these prisoners, chief occasion of our strife. So, John of France, I see you keep your word. You promised to be sooner with ourselves than we did think for, and tis so indeed. But had you done at first as now you do, how many civil towns had stood untouched that now are turned to ragged heaps of stones? How many people's lives mightst thou have saved that are untimely sunk into their graves? Edward, recount not things irrevocable. Tell me what ransom thou requirest to have. Thy ransom, John, hereafter shall be known. But first to England thou must cross the seas, To see what entertainment it affords. Howe'er it falls, it cannot be so bad, As ours hath been since we arrived in France. Accursed man, of this I was foretold, But did misconster what the prophet told. Now, father, this petition Edward makes to thee, Whose grace hath been his strongest shield, that as thy pleasure chose me for the man to be the instrument to show thy power, so thou wilt grant that many princes more, bred and brought up within that little isle, may still be famous for like victories. And for my part, the bloody scars I bear, and weary nights that I have watched in field, the dangerous conflicts I have often had, the fearful menaces were proffered me, the heat and cold and what else might displease, I wish were now redoubled twentyfold, so that hereafter ages, when they read the painful traffic of my tender youth, might thereby be inflamed with such resolve as not the territories of France alone, but likewise Spain, Turkey, and what countries else that justly would provoke fair England's ire, might at their presence tremble and retire. Here, English lords, we do proclaim a rest, an intercession of our painful arms. Sheath up your swords, refresh your weary limbs, peruse your spoils, and after we have breathed a day or two within this haven town, God willing, then for England we'll be shipped, where in a happy hour, I trust, we shall arrive. Three kings, Two princes and a queen. End of Act Five. End of the reign of King Edward the Third. Attributed in part to William Shakespeare.